Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Enjoy. Live from the Lodge, it's the LodgeCast Oscar extravaganza. I'm your host, Brother Bishke, and I'm going to be leading us through a hard-charging review of our Oscar predictions for the 92nd Academy Awards, hosted on Sunday, February 9th, 2020, at 5 p.m. Pacific Time at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California. After we've picked the Oscar winners, we're going to do a top 10 countdown of our favorite films of 2019. Tonight, I'm joined by Lodge Master Matt. What's up? Brother Lucas. Greetings and salutations. And our two very prestigious guests, Brother Zach. It's all gold, baby. And Brother Nathan. It is a golden night. 2019 was a fascinating year for movies. For the Lodge cast, in the past year, we've had some incredible highs and some unbearable lows. We started the year on January 1st, 2019, watching Captain Hoagie in Welcome to Marwin. Oh, yeah, we did. And we ended the year triumphantly by seeing Tom Hooper's Cats. Oh, yeah, we did. I want to say much thanks to our Lodge Master for editing our shows. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. And thanks to Labor of Love. Best editing. Make us sure. sound great every time. <laughs> Seriously, thanks for cutting out the naughty bits. Make you sound smart. Thank you so much. And thanks to all our LodgeCast guests we've had on. Yes. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Brother Nathan. Mm. And all the others. It's always a pleasure. Always. And a heartfelt thanks to our listeners, to those listening in Egypt. We see you in the SoundCloud <laughs> analytics, and we thank you. Really? Really? Lots numbers. Of Egypt love. Big yeah. numbers. Lots of Egyptian love. Love it. So now, on to our Oscar picks in all 24 categories. We'll cover what we predict will win, what we hope will win, and if we feel something got snubbed in a category, we'll mention that quickly. <laughs> you might want to consider our suggestions when filling out your Oscar ballots, but I've done pretty poorly on my Oscar ballots recently, so maybe not. Anyway, let's go to our Oscar predictions. Here we go. And you're going to try to keep this under an hour somehow? And we're somehow going to keep this <laughs> under an hour. Get out the titles? Good luck. Look, you know, they all even... Yeah, in can, the Oscars yeah. don't even have a host anymore, and they can't keep it under That's three right. hours. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not holding dive, my breath. best of luck to you. Dive right in. Oscar predictions... Best motion picture. What do we think, guys? Right off the bat, 1917, I think, has a chance. Really I think strong. That's it. I think that's it. I, think I have it. I have it. 1917 is the winner. Yeah, I think 1917 is a lot. The Oscars love these war movies, and this one was like Saving Private Ryan done right. But <laughs> yeah. what should win, in my opinion, is Parasite. Yes. I second that. For Parasite best, should best win. That would be the best upset of the night. I mean, I'm Team Parasite. I'm team sure Parasite. many people are in this car. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But uh, for that to win Best Picture would be such a highlight and an honor for that one. But... That seems like a dark horse. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. what do people think about number two? If, if 1917 is your top, what is number two for everybody? Well, I think Parasite's I the think, underdog. I agree. But I think, think it's between those two. But yeah, I think I think those are the only ones and, left. And I think Uncut Gems should have been included in the nominees. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know? Come on. There's 10 slots. We're going yeah. to yeah. be talking about Uncut Gems in the years to come. And some of these nominees, we will not. Ford v. Ferrari. Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> Just right. to name one. Moving on to best actress. Our prediction is... Renee Zellweger for Judy. Renee Zellweger for Judy. She's a really lock, got right? the momentum. Brought, and brought I think, te tears to my eyes when I, I saw it on the big screen. I think performance alone, you know, she can be honored, like, regardless of how the movie's doing or no one really saw it. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I predict she'll win. She seems to be the highlight. Now, it, this is sort of a referendum on, like, welcome back, Renee Zellweger, right? I think so. Like, yeah. we back. love you. 
I think that's part of it. She's supremely awkward in this press campaign. I mean, I I think, isn't Judy the character kind of an awkward... Dave, who who saw it? Who saw it? Lucas and I and Lucas's mom saw it. And Uh Lucas's mom had some words. Lucas's mom, favorite Lodgecast guest of the year. (laughs) Bar none. Bar none. Yeah, my mom and and I both thought Renee was miscast in the sense that Mm. even though she was the same age as Judy Garland when Judy Garland died, which was late 40s, shockingly... Garland was such a booze hound, pill popper. <laughs> she looked much, much older and worse for wear. And my yeah, mom thought Annette, Annette Benning should have been her, or like Marsha Gay Harden, like mm, someone with some more mm, flab and mm. weight on her. Yeah, because yeah. Roselwiger was just like too thin, like just yeah. too, too. Well, you gotta uh, get that right, fit. right? You gotta get that right. Does anyone? Is have- it a showy role though? It's showy. Well, she, it is a showy role, but Zellweger keeps it restrained. She keeps it reined in, and she's not... Speaking of reined in, Bishke, who do you, is, who Bishke do you, is the producer tonight, and he's going to keep this thing moving. Oh, well, we're keeping moving, but who does anyone have any, like, I really wanted this actress to win? No, I think... No, but I do, I do have I think, who I think should be in this category. It was a movie that was on the cast. And that is Miss Binoche for The High Life. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Uh, I think oh, that is a, a dark. That is a dar- uh, the darkest horse. <laughs> You've got my attention, <laughs> but, Mr. But, but the tastiest dragon. Yes. Oh. And uh, she she truly, for that performance, I think was definitely more interesting than than several of these nominees. Well, I think, I think Theron should be on there, too. I, I thought she was she did a complete transformation for yeah. uh, Great she's nominated. Bombshell. Great she's Megyn Kelly impression. Great Megyn Megan Kelly impression. Yeah. Isn't she nominated? She is nominated. I'm, root, I'm rooting for her. Yeah. I don't think she's going to win at all. She's not Best actor, Joaquin Phoenix it's wins. He's going to yeah, win. He's, he's going to win. But I think Antonio Banderas should win. Should that. win. Yes, yes. I bet Antonio makes his best feel more. I mean, since the skin I live in for me, I mean, yeah. you know, every time he hooks up with Alm- uh, Almodovar, I am, I am just, in I heaven. love when he, yeah, I love when he directs. Yeah. Th- that, that is a, a winning combination. And we just two. saw him in the 1995 erotic classic, Never Talk to Strangers. We did. If you're hearing us right <laughs> now and you want a sexy time at the movies this evening, Check it out. A, Just a, say a, a cinematic yes. skeleton Just in his celluloid yes. closet. Say yes. Say yes. Okay, any snubs for the best Adam actor? Sandler, no question. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Sandler. I feel like there. he had momentum coming up to it. It and was a shock. This I might be supporting, like, but Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. I'm, I'm holding oh. on to him for supporting. Yeah, yeah. 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 Eddie Murphy yeah. for Dolomite is my name. I would just, I just want to look. Yeah. I would have loved to see Eddie at the Oscars. I just, and he did yeah. a great job. He was great in that He was movie. great. He, he was, was great. A, he was a heck of a good time. Onward to actress in a supporting role. Prediction I mean, is... Laura Dern's Laura supposed Dern. to win, right? She's going to win. Mm, Kathy yeah. Bates should win. I want Kathy Bates. Well, I, I mean, Ka- Kathy she Bates? might still have a chance here. She might Kathy still have Bates a chance here Kathy Bates is amazing. Uh, Kathy I, Bates is the only reason to see that movie. I'm kind of surprised Laura Dern's up here. I really like her. I mean, I obviously like her for all the, you know, the Lynch, David Lynch movies she's been in. And she's just kind of a, a solid actress throughout. But her performance in this is kind of, uh, I mean, she has one scene where she's like, you know, take this guy. This is your time, honey. Take this guy for everything he's worth. She's yeah. the same in Big Little Lies. It, it, she didn't it have is to, very renata She didn't have to stretch like, at all for this. But I feel like she'll win it also because you know Academy members aren't probably watching the Richard Jewell screener all the way through Nor to get the they. full <laughs> Kathy Bates effect. Nor should I. Don't blame them. I guarantee you. Snubs in the actress in a supporting role. Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers. Yeah, should be there. Yeah, but guys... Park so damn parasite, no question. 
Okay. No question. Which one was daughter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The daughter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No question. I think uh, some. It's it's such a weird thing that none of the actors from Parasite are on here. I think the weird. father it's was kind of racist. Yeah, they were all. Excellent. They were really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, as much as it's racist, I think I think it's a it's a it's a American thing too. It's yeah. like we rarely nominate any of the actors from the international films. Mm -hmm. I mean, it never happens. It almost never happens. Benini being the, uh, God, that was when I yeah. actually became disillusioned. The, when Benini uh, won best actor, I, I remember thinking I'm done with the When Oscars Benini brother. went bananas. I guess Banderas. Banderas is in there. So maybe Especially it is, you know what? Okay. I take it back. It is racist. I mean, there's okay? some yeah. two fluff roles. I mean, Scarlett Johansson getting a second nom for Jojo uh, Rabbit uh, is so blaringly what wrong the, to me. I, I don't talk about Jojo. And Margot, Margot Robbie's F. character in Bombshell is this, you know, the fictional edition yeah. of, the, of the three women. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I have no idea why she's in there. That's well, like her getting nominated for Once Upon a Time. Florence Pugh, I wish, would have gotten nominated for Midsommar. I yeah. Mm. Think that was... But then now role. that in in, in um, lead. In lead, In right? probably lead. Yeah. 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 I don't think Actor. they were watching Midsommar. Midsommar. Actor in a, in a supporting <laughs> yeah. role. Brad Pitt's got it on lock. Brad Pitt locked it. You guys it. think he's locked you in think? there? I mean, this, yeah. is a, this is a tough call. I Pedigree with Pesci, okay. maybe? I I, this that's where lock, I'm at. That's where I'm at, yeah. Brother Nathan. I'm thinking Pesci, okay. I'm thinking Pesci will and Pesci should. Just because mm. he alone has a, has a great Pesci, performance. Pesci that. won't show up. He hasn't showed up to any press. He doesn't like this stuff. Mm. Yeah. Is that, he's not going to be there? But I don't think he will. How about this? Has Pitt ever won? Has he ever won an Oscar? This is no something. Way. It's good TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think a it's lot of people are like no. looking at these things. All right, I, I'm gonna say Pitt is gonna win it, but it should go to Pesci. That's yes. that's my that's call. What I, is that the official you guys, Wow. Okay, so I'm the only one who thinks Pesci's gonna win. Pesci's not gonna win. I think Pitt's got it. So so hold on. Before we move on, so you're saying Pesci's not gonna win because he didn't campaign? Because he, he doesn't respect yeah. the process. He didn't uh -huh. play the game. Brad okay. Pitt's, Brad, been out Brad there Pitt's every wearing night. name tags. Okay. Pitt, yeah. Pitt supports, you know, the main character. Like it literally. And like it's it's one of those roles like like Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire, where right, he literally right, is, right, right. is is pushing the main guy. Well, Pesci's up. doing that uh, in, in Irishman. Pesci it, I think the nomination might be the highlight there. You know, that might be the... Because mm -hmm. I think he's great in it, too. But One snub, Ray Liotta in Marriage Story. Yeah, for sure. If you got Dern on there, you yeah. got to have Ray yeah. Liotta. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's the other Liotta, side of that coin. I thought you know? Liotta was the glue holding that movie together. Yeah. And he was singularly so good. good. Like, he comes in. He was huffing I wish glue. The whole movie, I wish the whole movie <laughs> was Liotta's character. But, it, yes. but again, and you brought him up earlier, will, Bishke, yeah. Defoe, huge snub here, and in yeah. my opinion, should be the... Not even... Included, he should win the whole thing. Defoe yeah. should win Best Actor and Actress and Supporting Everything. Yeah, like, just mean, give it all to him. That is, that is a that barnacled beast. Was he? Yeah. Was it will be discussed. Uh, was he up for a nomination last year for the Van Gogh? Yes, yes, yes. he was. Yeah. Yes. So Best? He, did anyone he, see that? No. Okay. Very good. No, no I didn't see it. Best Director. Sam Mendes, 1917. Yes, probably. That's what I think be. as well, but I think, of course, Bong. Direct, director Bong, Bong deserves. Yeah, Bong deserves. I think Bong maybe deserves. he'll be an upset. I mean, you got to watch this one a little bit. It's, yeah. it's not It's not so clear-cut. I think Mendes, the achievement of 1917 is the direction. He's it's incredible. It. It's but incredible. But Bong, Parasite though, can't you know, exist without a, the direction. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's about as well-directed a movie as we've seen in years. And who know? did he yeah. knock out there? I mean, who are the other directors you think got snubbed right here? I, I think Almodovar definitely should be included. Oh, Almodovar, for sure. It's his yeah. most personal Over -joker. film. Yeah. yeah, it's his most personal film. It's it's a lot quieter than it's a lot more like um, yeah 
Yeah, we'll it's just, to, it's we'll not quite as Is this Joker stuff going to age well? How, how the like, fuck is Todd gonna, Phillips Oscar nominated? How are we going to look back on right this now. and see all this Joker nominee stuff? Oh, guy about Joker. directed I think it's Due just, Date and, and Old School <laughs> I think Joker, is Oscar nominated, brah. <laughs> well, I think reframing Joker and right. the concept of Joker goes to We're moving on, folks. Moving on. Adapted screenplay. What's your prediction? Uh, the adapted. This Irishman? is where I think this, this is, is a tough one. This is I where think, I think they might go Greta. Just, I think Greta's Greta going Greta. Too. I think they're going Greta. That, that, I think women. will win Greta. Joker doesn't have a chance. I mean, Irishman though. Zanian. Irishman's not going to win anything else. Zanian so. could. Zanian's a great. No, nah, when people think of the Irishman, they don't think of an amazing script. That's just, what I agree. Think of the Uncanny yeah. Valley. I think they got to give it to Greta because she got snubbed for the best writer. Oh, I think so. how daring her adaptation. You know what I'm going to say about who got snubbed here though. Micah uh, Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm. I think mm -hmm. that that film is so mm. underrated. Mm. It was an incredibly difficult thing mm. to make a movie about Mr. Rogers, especially in the year after that documentary right. came out, and have it be not a saccharine, schmaltzy piece of shit, but a true modern fairy tale and that doesn't center on Rogers, but doesn't make you wish that it did either. Right. You've convinced me to see it. I will see it. I, you I should. You film. should. I saw that film on a day that I really needed it. Like, I really needed that spirit of uh, of uh, of him, and, and, and so it hit me in a good way. I will watch. Uh, I thought the... And that's the ethos of Rogers is what the movie's the about. The writer yeah. who's in that, you know, who, who centers around his story, I think he was miscast. I thought that actor was miscast. Well, He's the guy Matthew from the Reese. American. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a serial uh, killer. All right, all right we can't get stuck in the... We can't get stuck in the... We're moving on. We're moving on. We can't get stuck... We'll talk about it later. We can't get stuck in the neighborhood, folks. We got to go on to original screenplay. It is here, though, Can you fucking believe 1917's nominated? Get the Fuck out Here's here. what I think. Bong, <laughs> Bong will win because Mendes is going to be given the other you guys stuff. Are, no, no. You guys I, I, I think, I think Knives, Knives Out is going to oh, win. Mm. I think it's Tarantino. I think it's Tarantino. Tarantino. Oscars Tarantino love Hollywood. No, no. I say Knives I Out is going to win, but it itself, should be Marriage Story. The movie itself is, compl I mean, it, it is, it's completely is, original screenplay. Uh, it's about Hollywood. I mean, it, 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 it's going to win. I think this it is has. QT's most ungang. What's the but word? But people I'm love looking? it. People Unwieldy. Love it. Unwieldy. It's just this is not a great it is. screenplay. It's self-indulgent. Yeah, people aware. love it though, and it's the not, shape of it's this not script is a mess. Else. Yeah, it's not going to win anything else. I think he's going to win. Oscars lo love blowing themselves, and they yeah, love yeah. revisionists. That I mean, it's going to be it's bong baby. And I, and Tarantino makes good TV going up. I hope he's going to jump. He's going to do jumping jacks and yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if he wins, I guess that's the third time. The only other person who's won three in the original screenplay category was Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. But I think yeah. that's why they won't so give it to him. They've peace. given it to him I enough. wanted to call it the Quentin Award. Yeah. I also think Pedro should have been there and the Eggers brothers for Lighthouse. I think that's a script mm. uh, completely puts you in the space of that world. And uh, it's very difficult, I think, to write a true two actors in, in one building on one rock. I, th I and, think, and, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, th that that's something, too. I think the dark horse for me here is Marriage Story, though. I think if you look at how unwieldy, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is and how chunky it is from afar, it's, it'll still win. Marriage Story is tight and more linear, and I think yeah. that one, uh, he's a writer-director. It's true. Like, I would prefer that or Bong. Bong? I don't think Bong has a shot. Has a, I, I think it's a great screenplay. International feature. No longer foreign film. Parasite wins. Okay, on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Documentary feature. Parasite wins, bud. But, I'm, I'm, but Birds of Passage, Transit, Portrait of a Lady on Fire all should be in, in the conversation. And, okay. Yeah. Documentary Doc feature. The only one I've seen is American Factory. <laughs> Loved it. Great and, that, and that goes for everyone in the Academy, so that'll win it. 
And Honeyland is kind of incredible, though. You I see will. Honeyland? Okay. Yeah, it's incredible. I need to watch that. You won't believe. What's the premise? It's about this woman in this uh, small village in Eastern Europe and uh, in just like a truly dirt poor village. And she's uh, raising honeybees. And then this family moves in next door and brings in their cattle and they start raising bees as well. And they fuck with her entire livelihood. She has mm. to walk three hours into town. It's like Macedonia. Mm. It, it is in Macedonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Could have and a human interest angle. It, you won't be, it's one of these docs that you can't believe that these people are behaving this way knowing a camera's there. They have no awareness, it feels like, that the yeah. camera is oh, there. Oh, check it's it out. It's, it's neon. Too. It's on Hulu. It's well worth a watch. It's kind of a unique film, for sure. They're going to give it to American Factory because uh, Obama. They want the, the Obamas. Obama's. Is Obama on stage? No, they with... won't be on stage. Okay. It'll be the director's yeah, on stage. <laughs> Animated feature film. Rocky, Rocky uh, train here. Uh, Toy Story 4? I think yeah. four was what Toy I thought. Story three, I would have been on Toy Story. Toy Story three one. I think though, this I think this missing link is a dark horse. Yeah, because mm. I haven't seen. See, I have not seen a one. I have not seen any of them. Yeah, yeah. tough call. And missing link. Missing link. It seems. I saw Toy Story four. It was I. It was I. I don't know if it's enough. like a two bone review. So missing link is the dark horse. Production design. I really want Once Hollywood. Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. to win. I think mm. it's going to win. I think it will win. Mm. It should I think win. You know what I, that's the award it deserves. But, that's the Academy remembers. JoJo has some flashy film. stuff in it, doesn't it? But you know, can, I think, think, think 1917 is pretty impressive, too. I agree. With the broken down. Uh, I, the broken down. 1917 is going to win. Can we bring it back, though, to the film of the year, to Parasite again, and that house... Yeah, that wow. incredible house was a build, they built and they both, built both of it too. Both. The 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 That's flooded right, the, the shitty basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it uh, plays a role street, in it. For absolutely. Sure. And I think oh, also High Life deserved for a smaller yes. film, visionary production design for that movie. God, that I mean, one just did High Life keep coming right? back. That was too strange. Er, it was too strange. Too early too. Okay, but for my, I'm just saying for my money, it deserves some love there. And sure, yeah. Film editing. This this is Parasite. This is tough. Mm. This I, is really I'm gonna tough. Predict, I'm going to predict Parasite, and I really want it to win. I'm, I'm going to predict so. Ford, I'm v. Predict Ford, Ford v. Ferrari. Ford v. Ferrari, yeah. Okay. Because you know what it comes down to? These Academy voters are thinking, okay, now what? Quick editing? Cuts. Okay, uh, the car races? Yeah, that was exciting. There was a lot of cuts. The most edits. The yeah. most. Yeah, the most. Flashy editing. Should have yeah. been in the mix. Ronald Bronstein and Benny Softy for Uncut Gems. That movie is... On tilt, that absolutely had fantastic editing. Yeah, uh, propulsive, propulsive, hard charge. This next one's a cinematographer. Special. It's Deacons, baby. Deacons again, dunking. finally dunking on this, the. This is some really complicated filming too. Like over, uh, you know, where he hovers over an inch of water and then they go up, up through. A it has to be Deacons. The fact that we I mean, saw just... it in Burbank and the the Deacons credit at the end got a standing ovation from yeah. much of the crowd was incredible. His name is known now. Like he is a cinematographer and people know he it. All we, it I'd be remiss to not mention though that Lauren Sheriff for, for uh, Lighthouse did an incredible oh, Jer Jaron Blash Blaschke yeah, uh, the reason Jared. I like him is because he's very close to Bishke. It is kind of like his name. CHK. And I also, I also kind of hope he wins. Deacons, Deacons got his award, but um, eh, he deserves it. Deacons again, could, uh, could get Deacons had a lot of two or theme. three more awards, yeah. and it wouldn't be. Enough. All of these films yeah. look freaking phenomenal. I think yeah. Joker looked phenomenal. It was color time beautifully. Lighthouse, yeah. and, uh, Lighthouse. Once upon a time in Hollywood, the Irishman was breathtaking. The, the, the cinematography crazy, uh, and uh, Lighthouse is pretty. Great. Any snubs for the cinematography award? 
Avengers Endgame. I feel good with this category. <laughs> yeah, Hoyt yeah. Van Hoytema for Ad Astra. But well, we'll where's, come back uh, where's okay. Parasite, okay. though? You know, cinematography. We're coming that back was to Ad Astra. Absolutely, <laughs> but I, I don't feel like there's anyone who's not in, in this category that is, shouldn't sure. be. Sure, yeah, and I'm glad Lighthouse is there. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Visual effects, what's going to win? The Avengers. At what? The Irishman. Lion <laughs> King. What? Best Lion King. 1917, I think. Here, not so. the highest grossing film of all time, Avengers Endgame? I what? think 1917... Could could sneak one in here? Am I? Am I? Oh no, the Lion King. Lion, Lion King, King number yeah. one. Let me look at the okay. nominees. I, I'm A rooting. Big upset. Dark Horse, Star Wars, I'm Rise rooting. of Skywalker. I'm rooting for the Irish visual effects. I mean, why? They always give it to a showy <laughs> because because it's it's a hilarious victory for them. Okay, they, yeah. I think it's one of the showier ones. Costume design. Now mm. this, I think, once upon a time, Arian. No, Phillips. little women all the way. Little, little women, because women. they got to make those. Yeah, those period. You got like one suit for Joker. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Jojo Rabbit had a lot of Jojo. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think once upon a time with all the Sharon Tate stuff and uh, you know the two main guys with all the Western. You can get gear that at a thrift it's really store. Fun. I again want to just ring the bell. For uncut gems oh, and Jesus. say contemporary <laughs> for costume design. Yes, theme, because theme. contemporary films rarely get the acknowledgement they deserve. Uh, contemporary set films for costumes, we always award the the, uh, the period dramas. Yeah, and yeah. I I get it, but I just because they I have think, to create everything. Yeah, yeah, but I think that the co- the the character, the strong characters of that movie, really, if you look at the wardrobe, is pretty pretty wonderful there's so much character comes out and how even the support the small day players just jump out of the woodwork right, move them along true, right, true 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 am i am, am i wrong am i wrong no you're not, not <laughs> sound mixing and sound editing let's ca- tackle these together i think 1917 is going to 1917 has yep. got the mixing yep. i think editing is going to go to ferrari Oh, I think editing will go for it because of Vroom Vroom year and Vroom Vroom because of Vroom those Cut Cut Vroom Vroom. I mean, Star Wars has a fucking chance. I think but. it's called Cut Cut Vroom Vroom in Japan. <laughs> I would say mixing. I mean, it has to be like seventeen because of who how complicated. Who gives a shit? We're these guys are artists too. We're getting to the bottom. We're getting to the right. Ben Burt's been on there. You know what I mean? Like these guys are these guys make. We're getting to the bottom. Lucas is just cranky because he texted me after TV after nineteen seventeen. He said two and a half bones top. Oh, wow. Wow. Goodness. Yeah, oh, we're getting to the bottom, flat. folks. We're getting to the it's bottom. Original. It's all going to come out. Original tonight. song. We all saw it on the Lodge cast. I hate this category. Rocket Man. Yeah, I always hate this shit, too. Elton John. None of these Lyrics by Bernie Taupin. I'm, I'm going to love me again. Yeah. Original song. No. I'm protesting this. It's well, well, I'm be thinking t- Newman. It's going to be Harriet them. Tubman. They love Newman. Harriet they Tubman? They love Newman. Stand up. Yeah. For a, for a second, I thought that was for Mare's Story. Wouldn't Randy Newman do they the They never score? nominate Dude, interesting music How in are you going to invite Elton John to the Oscars and not give him the award? That's gets, what I This say, gets back know? to the, the actual program that is the Oscars. They want good TV, and sometimes That's they true. just do basic, middle of the road, what's popular. If, we, all, we all know the big snub. Frozen 2's now. It's going to be Elton mm-hmm. John. Elton John. We all know the big snub <laughs> here was Beautiful Ghost, written yes. by Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber for Cats. Now, if you don't put this movie on, you would have had the most spectacular performance yes. of a song at the Oscars. Interpretive dance. Beautiful ghosts, interpretive dance. Ghosts like, and cats dancing together. Yeah. It I, flopped, I, guys. I, They're not going to have it on the Oscars. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, original <laughs> score. Joker, Hilder, mm. good really? Nado. Her. She won the Golden Globe. I looked it up online. J Lo flubbed her name, so I can flub her name. Hilda Goodna Daughter. She's got a hard name. Uh, 
I think is I think Thomas the, Newman is going to take it. I mean, okay. this is bid. They're not going to get John Williams one last. Mm. The score was the worst thing about 1917. I, it was just oh, this is kind of play. a well. No, no, category. I'm talking about no, talking about uh, oh, Randy Newman. I'm sorry. I, There's a lot I, of Newman. No, no, no. Yeah. I think Randy should win. I think Thomas will win. Thomas, <laughs> you know, Alexander, too many Newmans. Splot has won. The Newman he family is all the over the music uh, category in the history of the. Uh, They'll Oscars probably give it to John Williams because it's the uh, loudest so score. That's what know? I think. It's like and the, it's the, the, the end of a of the saga of a saga. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I think 1917 would be my vote for this. But then there's uh, Randy Newman has some traction. He has won some awards for this. I'm not. Sh- I can't even remember his score because it ends like on a Sondheim. I didn't like his score particular for, oh, good. for Marriage Story. I thought it was a little too kooky for the movie. Consider this, It's very New York, Every though. time Oscar voters leave Dodger Stadium victorious, Randy Newman. Randy no, Newman. I love Randy Newman. We Don't get me LA. wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's just It's in the blood, man. You want to yeah. give Randy Newman the gold statue. One snub, James Newton Howard for A Hidden Life. That is a beautiful score. Mm. I recommend seeing this movie. It didn't play very long here in L.A., but it is... Kind of pro- odd that it didn't get any nominations, really. Yeah, probably Malick's best film since... What was the one? Uh, you, you, you serious? Uh, uh, you serious, Dave? Proof of Life. No, uh, uh, I didn't see uh, it. Tree of Life. Uh, Tree of Life. You I'm gave sorry. it two and a half bones. I, I, did, I did give it two and a half bones, Rocky but I recommend seeing it. Um, <laughs> Lately, it's been rough with him. Makeup and hair styling. Bombshell, bombshell with a bullet. Bombshell. Yeah. So yeah. this guy, Kazo, he did the uh, transformation of Gary Oldman as... Uh, Tiptoes? Yeah. Dracula? No, 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 no. Dracula, no, uh, the last one. Uh, sorry. Uh, darkest, darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Yeah. He did the makeup for Gary Oldman. He won, and so he he's a fantastic artist, and he did some very interesting Lith- new things with Bombshell. Like Lithgow to Roger Ailes. Internal Nerf. Lithgow was amazing. Bravo. Yeah. Did you guys and see Bombshell? We yeah. did We did watch Bombshell. Oh, I haven't yeah, seen I, it yet. I, I missed it. I need to get a screener. Not great. Yeah. But uh, Not great. makeup, great. We're moving on to the top ten films of 2019, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. You were keep, you were keeping this at a brisk pace. We are moving them right along. I'm very impressed with your production. Skills. Yes, and uh, I think what we're going to do is the way we're situated in the edge. I'm going to start, and we're going to end with the Lodge Master. Mm. We're going to rotate our top ten countdowns. Now, Lucas, I love it so you much. you often complain that you can't or you won't. Do a top ten? Whoa, no, I, I, I can't. It's hard. It's really hard because I, you didn't like ten movies. This correct, year? correct. Oh, to wow. me, to me, hard. your top ten or your top five, whatever it is, are like the most rewatchable. So like, you're gonna join to... us at five, like you did last year? Uh, I mean, it's I, I have my five, but okay. I could maybe throw in like a six or a seven. I, but I can't get to ten. It's impossible. Well, okay. you let us know when you're ready to jump in. Yes, jump in whenever you feel ready. Those spots could have been from films that you wanted to highlight, though, and wanted us to see. <laughs> he doesn't want to highlight it. I, I added certain ones yeah. on my list. Yeah. Just so Underwater was this year, not I last know, year. I know, <laughs> I know, I wow. know. I checked the notes Four on bones, that. Stunning, stunning three and a half. Stunning. Keep us on track. Number gotta... 10 for me, oh, we're going to Brother Bishke. And we're not allowed to argue, right? And we're not allowed to argue. <laughs> so you can though, right? sigh at Astra. <sighs> Thank you. There's no love for this movie. Uh, There's love know. in the backseat. Okay, good. Because that was outnumbered three to one on the podcast, and uh, we weren't able to discuss it too much. I think it's one of the best looking movies of the year. It was uh, my introduction to James Gray. Um, I like the premise of a heart of darkness in space. Mm. I thought Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones mm. gave perform great performances, and I like studios taking a chance on a hundred million dollar movie. It's not an action field crowd pleaser, but 
That's kind of why I liked it. So that's my number ten. It's and got a space baboon. That's it does have a space amazing. baboon. Yeah. Needed, a lot, needed a lot more space baboon. Space baboon, one of the dragons of the year. I yeah, brother Nathan. Yeah, number so, ten. This is a film that's probably not going to be anybody's list, but it's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm. This was a deeply like affecting, powerful story, and it was made by this filmmaker. Uh, it's a new guy named John Talbot. It's someone I'm going to watch because it didn't quite move like any other film I saw this year. And it's really, it's about this guy who, like, he dreams of reclaiming this Victorian home that he, he grandfather built in San Francisco. And now the whole place of San Francisco, the landscape has changed, and he's really trying to find his place in it. But it has, it has this incredible drama. I don't really want to spoil uh, the whole length of it, but he pretty much has, like, squatter's rights in this house. And there's a tension throughout the film, and there's a friendship, and there's even a cameo our favorite Danny Glover. So I, I'd recommend nice. that, and I put that on my list because I want you guys to see that because it's incredibly shot, and there's a real beautiful score, and it's like the most affecting film on my list. Boom. Nice. I'll check Boom. it out. Lovely. Jumping over to Brother Zach. We skipping, we're skipping Lucas for the he's, I got no 10. He's yeah. not here He's yet. got no 10. No, no 10. way. Uh, I'm going to kick things off with Climax. Mm. Yes. Gaspar yes. delivered his most crowd-pleasing and his, his most harrowing of visions this movie just hit me like a ton of bricks and has images and sequences that are unforgettable. Um, highly entertaining. The opening dance number is amazing. Yeah. Highly entertaining and uh, great use of window liquor in a movie. The greatest use. The greatest. Lodge Master Matt. My number 10 is The Beach Bum. With Love a side it. of Serenity. It's oh. double McConaughey. Wow, the double McConaughey. <laughs> if I'm allowed to do such time. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that totally works. Yeah. Uh, the Beach Bum, I mean, I was just in pure bliss through the whole thing. I was right. I was right on its vibe. It's like one time I did, a long time ago, I did LSD Ooh. and then watched Head by the Monkees. And I'd never fully understood oh, yeah, it, yeah. but <laughs> nice. in that headspace, it played like Sesame Street to me. It was so simple to understand and so easy. With the Beach Bum, I was tuned in on that exact same level where I'm like, I get exactly what message you're, you're sending me right now. And that message is pure love and pure light, and that's the meaning of life. And it, I was buzzing afterwards. It was, it was an, an ecstatic experience. And for Serenity, just because it's so goofy and it was so hobbled in its release and it was almost like a dangerous movie to go see because you're like, what's wrong with this film? And yeah, there's a lot wrong with it, but oh, there's so much right with it. And it it pleased me to no end. So Martin Lawrence, too, is fantastic in it. Beach bump. In the beach bump. In the beach bump. (laughs) He would have been great in Serenity as well. But it was a one-two punch from different, that hit me in different glands that uh, McConaughey really delivered for me this year. Wonderful. My number nine is, feel free to decide, Joker. (sighs) That's a deep sign. Dude. You know, we gave gave this film a lot of grief on the podcast, and I still stand by many of the criticisms laid at it. But um, I did see it again. And I think the movie captures the zeitgeist. You come out feeling like you just got a text message that, you know, another mass shooting's happened. And for what it's worth, that's kind of a sign of the times. And I think it was a cathartic experience for the audience. Well, Scorsese's always been in style, too. And Scorsese, yeah. I mean, the movie is the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. And it's really not that violent if you go back and watch it. But Todd Phillips created a tone and... Joaquin Phoenix performance, which he'll win for. Um, it was a real punch in the gut. 
and much like the 70s movies that it was um, ripping off. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. It, it, come on. It was a punch in the gut, and I like a punch in the gut, and if you want Batman to come save the day, this is not the film for you. Okay, Nathan. All right, I got, uh, for my number nine, I got another A24 picture called The Farewell. Okay, this was cool. another one. I wanted to definitely add movies on my list that were the most affecting, the most emotionally, yes. the ones the ones that resonated when I had to come down and put them down. To, <laughs> Follow to your heart. This one definitely captured complicated family dynamics. I mean, it was poignant. It was well acted. It married cultural specificity with uh, universal, like, relatable themes of any kind of family that would have, you know, like, everybody has these kind of things. Aquafina is great in this. Mm -hmm. I never really looked at her. Like, there's, you know, like, I thought she was a comic. I thought she was, like... Just kind of a wacky, she was always going to be someone who come in and did pinwheels and made your movie a little, and she's kind of doing that with some of the roles she's taking. But this one, someone saw something in her that was vulnerable, and I really liked her in this, and had some of the funniest scenes of any of the films on my list. So, number nine, The Farewell, A24, again, picking great material. They've done it again. Good choice, man. Good right choice. Respect, respect the choice. All right, Brother Zach. And here we should I, make a point that we're skipping over. No, 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 skipping no, number, again. no number Round nine, we go. But I, I will chime in for number eight. I put a list together. Okay, okay. Here we go. Love it. He's here back on eight. Number nine, I'm going to put American Factory in here. Nice. Uh, nice. It's a taste of where we are. It's a view to where we're headed. It's absolutely. Rough. Yes, um, absolutely. It's super rough. You can watch it now. It's on It's on Netflix. It's I on watched Netflix. it alone, yeah. and I was thoroughly depressed. You got to watch it, y'all. <laughs> It's, it's gut, like what's crazy. What's crazy? Punch. It's like that 1985 Ron Howard movie, Gung Ho, with Michael Keaton. Except it yes. is not funny. Like there's no comedy to it. Well, I thought it's, when it's they hilarious. Were those, what those the fuck are you talking about? It's, 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 there was Zach's, quite a bit of humor. It's, Zach, <laughs> it's Zach's microphone. Yeah, Zach. Right. No, I mean anyway. That's all. It's all good. I'm, I'm drawing open attention it up to it. to, to, yeah. to uh, discussion. Okay. Um, but I would say I, I was laughing and uh, at times, although it is a, a sad and harrowing. Re uh, Dark laughs. Peek into the into the into the future. Very That's good. That's American Factory, a, <laughs> a, a very uh, excellent documentary that the Obamas brought under their banner. Obviously, they did not make the film. They but handcrafted they, they it. They acquired it at Sundance. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. was a fine pick for them to start a, off their, what their taste, shingle. Yeah. What taste do the Obamas have? Great, Inc great incredible taste. Incredible taste. Great taste. His list was And zero wrong. scandals, uh, I might say, for the Barack Obama administration, <laughs> which is you know something to look up to these days. So. Yeah. Very much. Okay. Lodgemaster Matt. My number nine is also a documentary slot, and I picked... Fire and Fire Fraud. Mm. <laughs> two, the, the two documentaries, to a lesser extent, Fire Fraud, but they're the two documentaries about the ill-begotten Fire Festival. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's came mainly, up on some lists of the best. You it's know. not like, I don't know about like filmmaking quality, but I am so enamored with the subject matter that... My favorite moment of one oh. of the documentaries was when the assistant was willing to suck the customs guy's cock yes. to get their water Andy delivered. King. Andy King. He became, Incredible. He became an international celebrity for mm -hmm. that. that. The A one that, that features in is the better film. Yeah. I, I, think. I follow yeah. him on Instagram Great. now. I don't know why, yeah. but I, I, I just movie. remember the day that that story broke, that that picture of the food that the attendees were served which was a piece of bread with a slice of like tomato or, or and cheese like, like oh. imitation cheese on it i was hooked i was in a restaurant Dude. and i stayed 
in that restaurant reading every fucking word that I, I was could laughing find about hysterically it. when I when I yeah same when I found that guy's Twitter thread where the, it was just one Amazing. long real time like <laughs> natural disaster that people paid thousands of so dollars if you to haven't be seen in. if you haven't seen these movies definitely definitely check them out yeah. and you'll get a nice concentrated dose of Jaw Rule, which we've all missed. Nah, yeah. nah. It ain't it ain't fraud. <laughs> it's false advertising. <laughs> they couldn't quick, get a hold of him. Quick of question, Lodgemaster, will all your uh, numbers include two films? That's the last time that's going to happen. Okay, yeah, okay. We can't okay. Be just, just wondering if you're going to have more of a top 20 <laughs> as well. Don't worry about it. Okay, that. very good. <laughs> Moving on. Number eight. Cats. Yes. Oh my God. Lots of films did not live up to our <laughs> expectations in 2019. I thought he was going to do that. I love you. Jordan love Peele's you. Us was a little disappointing. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was disappointing to me. Uh, the Irishman disappointed me greatly, but Cats lived up to the hype. How many times in the theater? I saw it three times in the theater, folks. And, and three Peter. Little did we know that two years into the Lodge cast, we would have a full movie salad dragon. <laughs> which we were feasted upon. So many salad bar. So many hilarious moments and musical numbers. I recently went to a, some packed screenings at the Burbank Cineplex. And this and, is deep in its run. And this is deep in its run. It's gone now, sadly, but it may be the beginnings of a midnight movie staple. It has to be. We'll see what happens, folks. That was my number eight. Cats, Skimble Shanks, I love you. All right, <laughs> on to Brother Nathan's okay, number eight. Number eight. So this is going to create some waves, but uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's on my list. Okay. And I have to admit that this this period in Hollywood and the Manson history in particular is catnip for me. Uh, so admittedly, this is a self-indulgent work. It's pure Tarantino. The first viewing was a tidal wave of emotions, not all of them being <laughs> good ones. Uh, but after second viewing, things started to fall into place for me. I think Brad Pitt's charismatic performance is a real standout. I think uh, it knows exactly what it is. It's a super entertaining movie and should be taken that way. Also, this is a spoiler, but you know, all of us have seen it. Uh, the rewriting of the Tate murders and, and, and the very ending, the tender ending, uh, marked a new maturity for the filmmaker for me. And I thought, I thought he didn't have any more tricks, so I wanted to highlight that. That's beautiful. Yes, Tarantino. I'm going to see it again. And you um, will have that opportunity as the new Beverly will never stop playing. Oh the new God. Beverly will be playing it okay. for... Anyone, anyone want to go see you once by the time? It's playing uh, Friday, Saturday, it's Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. For all of for eternity. For all time. Now starts Brother Lucas's top Lucas, eight. I, I am here. here. Wait for this. And yes. I am awake. My number eight is Climax. Yes. Um, I yeah, yeah. definitely love that opening dance number, which sometimes when I'm getting ready to go to work in the morning, put my shoes on, I just open it up on YouTube. Watch, watch that. Because <laughs> yeah. it is straight fire. It'll get, get you moving. And it turns me on. It gets me going. Starts my day. And yeah. also, I'd like to tell people that if you've never taken drugs before, it does kind of show you what it's like to be around people that are tripping. Very um, accurate. It captures it exactly what it, it's it, like. It captures a pretty honest portrayal or authentic grittiness to its truth and I feel it's Gaspar Noe's most accessible film and a good place for people to start before venturing into deeper waters. I'd say yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Correct. Cosign. Cosign. It's a great entry, a great place to start, Lucas. Um, I am going <laughs> to continue on with my uh, with my eighth. It is the Colombian film Birds of Passage. Boom. Interesting. Um, I am a big fan of Ciro Guerra's last film, Embrace of the Serpent. Just an incredible magical film. This one um, is 
about a culture that is changed by the drug trade and modernity, and it's an indigenous culture, the Wayu people in, um, in Colombia, and how the drug trade in the 70s and uh, the, we- the Western hunger for the marijuana mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, the international drug trade inevitably change the customs uh, and traditions and kind of tears apart these people's way of life. And I highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Name, name of the film again? Birds of Passage. Birds of Passage. Great. Lodge Master Matt. Number eight for me. It's come up before. Possibly come up again. It is High Life. Ooh. What an amazing dragon in that film. Mm. And I just, I love the whole vibe of it. I was a little worried again at first that it was Robert Pattinson and a baby. Just, uh, I thought he was going to be swaddling a baby the whole time in space. But, oh boy, it went some places, and it tickled all of my darkest, humorous bones, and I can't thank it enough. I loved that film. It's not for everybody, but for the people that it's for, it's really for them. Binoche. Binoche. It's great. Number seven for me, um... Lodge Master beat me to it. Fire the documentary about oh, nice. Billy McFarland and <laughs> See, the, that's the one Dude, I would have put that's that on my top ten. I forgot about those. Fire Festival. I th- I think it's be- the Netflix one's better than the uh, Hulu. Hulu. Doc- I agree. The Netflix one is yeah. pure. This is Spinal Tap waiting for Guffman. The only thing that Hulu comedy. has going for it is that they have the actual organ. They do have Billy McFarland interviewed. Right. right. Um, They're both. They both are good. But the the Netflix one Netflix it just delivers. Yeah. The so Netflix much one is, is director Chris Smith. Yep. Hailed from U- University of Wisconsin, yeah, Milwaukee. American, American movie. My alma mater. I'm also going to throw in an uh, honorable mention to the HBO doc, The Inventor, mm. about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, because I think it contains good choice. Many great, sim- <laughs> yeah. many great similarities to uh, the Firefest documentary. Both, it is the age of the grifter. Both a, a impenetrably, bu- impenetrably optimistic and delusional till the very end. A and bunch now, of hype and then a crushing reality. <laughs> now they're in prison, so they Much got their Much like the current administration <laughs> in the White House. Will they end up in prison? We shall see. On to number seven for Brother Nate. Number seven, uh, Climax, baby. Yeah. yeah. Like, like all of Gaspar Noah's movies, they're supremely challenging. Uh, but rewarding in equal measure. I mean, Climax marks a new sophistication and is already technically brilliant work and is a visually distinctive peak for in his filmography, I think. So many stomach-churning, nightmarish images in this. Uh, for The Brave, this is the most daring film on my list. I think a lot of people should see it if they haven't heard of it. Hypnotic, Climax. hallucinatory, and ultimately hair-raising depiction of a party gone way wrong. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Bad trip. I love it. I love, I love it. that it's on the list for everybody. Too. So yeah. good. Brother Lucas, number uh, seven. My number seven is uh, Marriage Story. Mm. I uh, loved Ray Liotta in that, as well as just the the, the humor. Like, I thought for some reason it was going to be super heavy-handed, portentous, like Blue Valentine, Kramer versus Kramer drama. And there was some of it, but like you know, every scene's the audition scene. But like by the end, when he like cuts himself and he's bleeding yes. out yeah. in front of yeah. the the, the, mod- the 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 minder, whatever. I was dying. Like, I was laughing so hard. I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be this funny. I totally agree. I avoided it, actually, for a while. And then when I when we saw it and we were laughing and enjoying it so much, I was like, you know, why did I think yeah, I'm loving that Bombback was loving. not going to be funny? I've yeah. had resistance of recommending it to yeah. people early on because I did just see it randomly and I was dragged to it. I mean, it was. And then when I told you guys, I was just like, it was just hard. To, it was a hard recommend, too. It was like... 
Are these I guys saw, just not I saw it two this? days ago, and I was pleasantly surprised. Oh. I, I thought it was going to be them screaming at each other for two hours, but that's yeah. not the case at all. No. Check out Marriage Story Wonderful. on Netflix. I didn't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> Brother, uh, Brother Zach. Yeah, so my number seven, uh, mention it briefly in the Oscar cast, is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm. Um, it Again, it, this is a movie that it. I think it's very hard to do sincere, and it's very hard to do movies that have a lack of, like, snark and, are, yeah, just are very... Right very honest and heartfelt and sincere and make them, again, not schmaltzy. You don't lay on the syrup. <clears throat> and I feel like all this talk about how Gerwig is snubbed from the boys club of, for best director, honestly feel like I was much more impressed with Marielle Heller's mm. uh, direction in this film. I think it was a much more impressive feat. And uh, anyone who thinks they know what this movie will be and are avoiding it because they don't need another Mr. Rogers after the documentary. I truly think you should give it a try. You'll be pleasantly surprised. It's it's very charming, and uh, will move you and entertain you. And it's a, a film that that we need right now. I will stream it. I will stream it for sure. <laughs> I think you should see it. Lodge Master <laughs> Matt, number seven. My number seven is another movie that we all need right now, and that's <laughs> Under the Silver Lake. Oh, oh, it yeah. is. God. No way, we can't disparage. I, no for the disparagement. Record, no not, disparagement. No, we're not. Any disparaging, you love do and light. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light. And this is an important. This love. is an important number for me because this is going to show you that I'm following my heart on this. Much like Nathan, I have to follow what affected me the most and what yeah. pleased yeah. me the most, I, what I tickled you. me the most. Yes. Yeah. And under the Silver Lake tickled me throughout. This is a movie that is hopped up on so much of its own bullshit that it attains a sublimity that I have not seen in any other movie this year. It is so intoxicated with itself, with Brian De Palma, with the very community that we live in, that we that the edge is parked in right now, the yes. Echo Park Silver Lake area. It's got mysteries for days. You can follow it on Reddit. People are taking the mysteries and clues deeper and deeper and I deeper. Amen. Amen. Amazing. You got to see this movie. You got to deal with it. This is A24 Amen. as well, right? A24. A24. Yeah. Number six. A lot of folks beat me to it. Climax. Boom. Woo. I will never forget the night that we went to the arc light. Uh, Zach was there. We Lucas, got climaxed. Uh, Matt was there. We had just watched, if you remember, the bombshell HBO documentary "Leaving Neverland" yeah. with oh. Michael Jackson, oh my God. and we, uh, uh, Matt, Matt Lucas, and I had list. watched part one. No, it's not on anyone's list. But we, <laughs> our stomachs were—I mean, it turned our stomachs in one direction, and then well, we were so depressed going in, we needed something to just completely pull us out of our funk. We need an opiate. Gaspar Noé delivered. Yep. This is a drug trip horror movie that reset our minds. And erased our memories, and we're thankful for it. Yeah. We're very thankful. The DJ and me loved all the music choices that Gasper made, uh, mind-blowing opening dance sequences we mentioned, and once the LSD sangria kicked in, we were off to the races. What a ride! Check out Gasper Noé's climax. You gotta check it out, brother Nathan. What's your all number, right. six? number six? Getting we're serious now. On the, yeah, yeah. We're creeping up on. I got Lighthouse. Ooh. Oh, right. the first showing of the lighthouse. lighthouse. Okay, man, leading, leading with a pair of power, powerhouse performances, especially William Defoe. The Lighthouse establishes Robert Eggers as a filmmaker of exceptional talent. It's hypnotic, surreal, confusing, funny, 
all these shocking, full of farts and mermaids and <laughs> celestial light. There is more than enough here to make this a cult classic and beyond. Lighthouse. Boom. Lighthouse. Number six. Yeah, I think, does A24 do any, like, promotion of their stuff, like, for, like, Oscars? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think okay. Uncut maybe had a little, but it didn't. Yeah, they were pushing. Because I'm just wondering if that's why these movies were nominated. Well, they got yeah. Moonlight. They got their Oscar with Moonlight. That's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. Just I mean, they, they promote. Yeah, just barely. I think Lighthouse no. is pretty pretty weird duck to be at the Oscars but I, I don't think they true. pushed it I don't but think I think they it's, it. it's just there's nothing like it so yeah. it should have got yeah. honored some yeah it, it got, it got cinematography nomination that's true yeah. they gotta release the it colorized version Brother Lucas uh, my number six is Midsommar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, drug infused movie for people who might not have never taken hallucinogens you get a pretty good sense of what it's like to be on mushrooms with people in the country or like out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Everything breathing. And it's like a waking nightmare in sunlight and uh, got like a really original, authentic portrayal of like, not an abusive relationship, but like the boyfriend's kind of a toxic male, like, you know, not super good, um, flawed <laughs> character. Nice guy. Yeah, and he gets it so rough in the end, so you can't, you gotta be careful recommending it to people, but it is definitely something you should watch at least once. Yeah, Brother Zach. Yes, sir. Uh, number six, The Irishman. Oh, Jesus. Um, <sighs> this is a contentious one in, in The Edge. But nowhere um, else in the country or the world, evidently. Well, it's but probably you know, on a lot of you know, tens. it's a lot of snark online about it took me five sittings and I was, <laughs> you know, dad's falling asleep after eating turkey. You know, fuck you. <laughs> Marty is fuck back, you. baby. Fuck you. <laughs> Marty's back. Where did he go? Marty's back. <laughs> Joe. Where did he go? Off into making kids' movies like Hugo. Oh, okay. Okay, he's back in the groove. He's he's, he's operating he's, at full power. He's operate. He's hard charging. <laughs> uh, actually, I would actually say he's stopped hard charging. Yeah, and he's doing the inward stroke. He's introspecting. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes this film uh, such a treat. If for me, I was laughing throughout. Mm. And I let me finish, please. I let now <laughs> come love, on, love and light. Love I and light, let love you have an emotional. I was thinking you, you would say, film. given what you know about my reaction to Under the Silver Lake, tremendous restraint from the back. I was of thinking the of another light. disappointing love moment in my life, okay. unrelated to this. Love okay. and light. Um, <laughs> not only Marty's triumphant return to spectacular filmmaking, but I think one of the most uh, understated Joe Pesci performances ever. Great return from him. Al and and Bobby D's uh, best performances in years. Uh, the movie is a great capstone on a career of violent gangster movies and, and a reflection on why men act the way they do. <laughs> I really loved it. I, I You know, now, how does it play on the couch with Netflix? I don't know yet. I saw it in the theater. I'm going to watch it again. But for me... It was uh, it was number six. Very good. Six. Very good. All right, on to Lodge Masters number six. Midsummer for me as well. All right, nice. moving on. Moving on. Number five. Something keeps beating me to it. American Factory, my favorite doc of the year. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I hope it wins Oscar that. night. A complex culture clash between <laughs> the Chinese and the Americans, when the Chinese manufacturing company sets up a factory in Ohio. Jesus Christ. There's a four-bone sequence where the managers from Ohio go to China. It's amazing. I co-sign. I can't stress enough how much you have to see this sequence. 
I will not spoil what happens there, but Ohio the, goes to China. That's Ohio all you need to goes know. to China. That's all you need to know. And lastly, when it comes to the global economy, China is going to bury us. Yeah. Do we not know that yet? Well, like, this one is the nail in the coffin. See this doc. It's on Netflix. Okay, number five, brother Nathan. Oh, number five. All right, now we're getting into the nitty, nitty gritty. Top five. I have uh, Pain and Glory by writer-director Pedro Almodovar. Drawing on his own life to rewarding effect here, a masterful, melancholy, tender, lacerating self-examination filled with the filled with the color and spectacle of all of his best works. But at Moldovar at 70, I mean, this is the most astonishing thing I could say is he's continuing to grow as a filmmaker. I love seeing him direct... Antonio Banderas, especially in this role, which is obviously a stand-in for the director himself. This was probably the most emotional I got in a film. I thought it was, mm, there wasn't yeah. a misstep. Uh, there, there's something about him that's just, his filmmaking, they're yummy. It's just yummy. His yeah. filmmaking to me is yummy. And every time that one comes out and it gets these amazing reviews, I'm like, damn, I'm going to love this. Yeah. So seemed very personal. I, our, I loved it. I loved it. And, in, and with Antonio, who he's come up with, I think it's really a special film for me this yeah. year. Number five, Root, Pain and Glory. Rooting for Banderas. No, Lucas. Okay, now we're in the, my top five. <laughs> yes. And, uh, so this is official. <laughs> world. This now is he's official. playing. The and sleeves my, are rolled up. And my number five is a little movie called Serenity. Yes. Wow. Wow. This is crazy, right? So I didn't give it a high bone count. Fist bump to the uh, back Lucas of the came edge, to play. But, but honestly, I, I was thinking about it, and I've rewatched it since I saw it in the theater a yes. couple times. Once uh, alone. And then a second time uh, with, with someone who had never seen it before. Uh-huh. And to get to watch it with somebody who's never seen it before, it's just to feel... Priceless. It is. It is. It's like, I can't describe it. Like I, it's a, You get a high from it. There's like a rush. <laughs> so I think this is a movie that's going to stick with me through the years. And whenever I meet some new peeps, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to blow their mind. It's like a third date movie. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. <laughs> I still got to see it. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I'll have you over. Seen it, confessional? Haven't seen it. Have not seen it either. I'd no, see no it I almost watched it on audience. the airplane. I'd almost saw it on the plane. I just what I love about it, honestly, you know, forget about the concept or the plot. Is the acting is so committed? It's committed. Like yeah. the, every performer the is dialed in. They're taking their work very seriously. They're invested, and it made me feel something. You know, like emotionally, like I was moved. There's something to, a point. to it. There's something to it. Absolutely. Brother Zach. Number five, kicking off the top five. Mm -hmm. Hashtag farts and mermaids, the lighthouse. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't know what else there is to say that I didn't say in the edge uh, on that rooftop that night. (laughs) That fateful uh, night. That fateful night. But the movie has stuck with me. It is a singular vision. And uh, as Brother Nathan uh, mentioned, uh, Eggers is as well established now as... Uh, a filmmaker to watch what he does from here on out, and uh, I absolutely loved it. Lodge Master Matt, what's your number five? Hashtag farts and mermaids for me yeah. too. Yes, yeah. so going around the room. It was a great time. All right, moving on to number four, the Beach Bomb. Yeah, nice, <laughs> amazing. A lot of weird. synergy with, with the yeah. Lodge Brothers. I think yeah. we're starting weirder. to connect. We're starting to connect. Starting to mind meld. We're starting yeah. to mind meld. And uh, Matthew McConaughey as Moon Dog gives us a hell of a good time. Harmony Corinne's follow up to his amazing Spring Breakers did not disappoint me. For the podcast, I was a little drunk, a little stoned, <laughs> and as that's, one should be. That's the way you want to see it. I saw it sober later. It was shaved off, maybe a half a bone. But you know what? 
This is a party movie. Yeah. Go see it. A little drunk, a little stoned. Go with some friends. McConaughey and the McConaissance continue. It's got Snoop Dogg, Martin Lawrence, Jimmy Buffett. Great cinematography. Great editing. <laughs> great about music. Buffett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harmony Corinne probably set fire to his career, but you know what? He had fun doing it, and so did I. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Beach Bum was my number four. Go check it out, y'all. Brother Nathan. All right, number four. I'll, I'll do this quickly. Marriage Story's on my list for sure. Uh, Noah Baumbach, I mean, uh, I've been following his kind of journey for a while. There's been a lot of hits, a lot of misses, mostly mostly misses. But I thought this one, this one was a great mix of, like, pleasure and pain. It cuts so deep, you know, it leaves a scar. I thought this is the one that was the most emotional of his catalog. I think it's one of his best films. And it's also his less, like, self-conscious. This one kind of felt like he wrote it, put it into motion, and it became something more than than his his work. Because sometimes you feel him kind of, you know... Knocking it down. So Marriage Story, I think the performances are excellent. I think Adam Driver was excellent. Uh, Scarlett Johansson wasn't super annoying. <laughs> kind of sang for me. So I love his. I love when he sings Sondheim at the end. Yes, yes. I prefer ScarJo to uh, Greta Gerwig, but that's my personal taste. Brother Lucas. Number four is Crawl. Oh, ah, Brother Lucas loves him some gators and some water-themed Crawl films. was Quentin Tarantino's number one favorite movie of 2019. It's my number four because it, it should have been a VR experience. It should have Ooh. been a 4DX, water spraying, wind blowing, seat shaking, strobe light rumbling of a movie, of a, of a ride, of a thrill ride experience. But even without all the bells and whistles of that as a two-dimensional traditional film screening, it got me. Like it got I was I was with brother Ian next to me. Got we had the whole clan in the row and I was squirming and and worming and burming and uh it, it got under my skin and um I wish the movie had a better story and a plot like the one we cooked up on the Lodge cast and I wish That was a good library, right? Yeah, yeah, and I really wish there were more peaks and valleys and I wish they kind of built more to the suspension, tension, and release of that, but that live rewrite was so good it that was I, re- so- <laughs> I remember it as <laughs> that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. "Crawl was really fucking good." No, but the reason it's on my my list is because she she has a gun and she puts her hand with the gun yes. in the alligator's mouth and she unloads on it. Yep, and that <laughs> like cements its status for like a freaky you know midnight movie that you watch like Lucas I love you for that that's exactly what you should be looking for in these films and Lodgecast listeners do yourself a favor and go back and listen to our crawl episode brother Lucas was on fire in that episode (laughs) so was Lodgemaster possibly on other things no we were both (laughs) dialed in completely dialed in one of my favorite episodes of all time true All right, brother Zach (laughs) Uh, number four for me is the Mendes Deacon collaboration Ooh. of 1917. Mm-hmm. This is what? not just a, a number uh, four. silly... Yeah. Yes, number four. Okay. This is not just a silly uh, futile <laughs> exercise Lucas's in technical showmanship. It completely immerses you in the experience. You cannot look away. You cannot escape. And uh, it is um, just an incredible visceral experience. I was pretty floored and astonished by the the achievement of it. And, um, yep, that's my number four. Very good. My number four is also 1917. Very I was, good. Was Lodge most, Master, we are just, we're sinking up, baby. We're sinking we're, up. Yeah. Our menstruation is sinking that's up. That's right, our moon cycle. And, uh, our moon dog cycle. I do feel like my admiration for it is mostly from a technical perspective. Just because I wasn't super, you know, enraptured in the story necessarily. 
But what a technical accomplishment it is. It's like, holy shit, I got to give it up. It looked amazing, sounded amazing. What else, what else do you want from a fucking war movie? It's amazing. I'm Best picture. Okay. And, nope. and it'll be best picture. Now we're down to the top three, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Number three. <laughs> Shadow. <laughs> what? Shadow? Does anyone in the in the edge Wait know what this movie what is? is no, this? Nobody I love you, Dave. I saw love this you. movie except what? for Nate Shadow. and I. Nate what? and I saw this. Technically came out in 2018 in China, but it was released here in 2019, so that's what I go by. It's by Zhang Yimou, one of my favorite filmmakers. Raise the Red Lantern, Hero. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, House of Flying Daggers. Holy shit. How did I not know about Completely this? Completely effortless and operatic action from Zhang Yimou in top form. Played for like a week at the AMC. I'm so glad I caught it on the big screen. Uh, makes, Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Makes Avengers. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I'm sorry. Uh, makes Avengers Endgame look like Child's Play. This guy is putting. What? Like the um, Child's Play remake? He's. he's <laughs> Like the Child's Play remake. He is he is putting American action filmmakers to shame, and he continues yeah. to do so. Bravo, movie maestro Zhang Yimou. I love you. Wow. Ah. Nice. Uh, brother, Z brother Nathan. Dave, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of startled here. Uh, number three, uh, Shadow. Okay, Ooh, guys. Yeah. Shadow. What? You're in cahoots. Uh, you sleeper cell motherfuckers. Shadow, guys. Shadow is beautifully filmed, inventively choreographed. It thrills like no other film on my list. It is a true epic that finds things Mo near peak form, making up for his Great Wall misstep completely. Because Great Wall came out. Don't forget that shit. Yeah, Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all coming into context. You've had a few, had a few It has the goods, there. both as a spectacle and as an enjoyable, dense political thriller. Shadow is absurdly entertaining. Has an incredible final act uh, battle that is, uh, you got to see it. It's incredible. I, the, only, yeah. the only thing I would say for viewers who want to see this, once you get past the first, uh, I'd say, 40 minutes, the introductory hurdle, the rest of the film is well worth your wait. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. It's a little confusing to get started off, started off with. I'll just I'll just put that as a disclaimer. I'm telling but you, you've got to see, see this, this film. You've got to see. Wow. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll be able you'll know right away. Only on the Lodgecast. I'm am, I am queuing it up. Only on the Lodgecast. I pre-ordered the Blu-ray and I got it in my house right now. So. Okay, yes. let's yeah. let's that's my number three. Start the satellite. Nice all right, work, boys. Lucas. Brother Lucas, what do you uh, got? My number three is a good one. It's always a it's a good movie to put on for people who have never seen it before, and odds are. They have not, and that is the fanatic. Whoa! Oh, yes. This was one of the three and a half boners that I saw this year. I know I'm a little biased for personal reasons, but it is a tour de force performance by uh, a living legend, just going full legend. for broke. Lodge legend. Yes. A lodge legend that is John Travolta playing the title character of, of Moose. It is an entertaining exploitative kind of B-picture, slasher, stalker, psychodrama. And even though, yeah, it was shot, I think, out of state, I still feel it captures the essence of, of Hollywood scumbags. And, you know. <laughs> you could smell them. Yeah, yeah, and the scooter riding and stuff. And I put it on for someone who hadn't seen it before. And that opening line, what, what's his opening line? I, I got to talk fast because I got to go, I got to go poo. Yeah, or I got to take poo, a poo. Or yeah. I got to take a poo. I got to take a poo. And that just that sets the tone, out. right? Like, you just know you're in for a good time, a fun time. And I feel it just... You know Travolta's going to give a brave performance. Yeah. yeah, and I feel it was just completely unceremoniously, like, trash so hard, you know, just because I think people found it offensive. But I think it's it's a hoot and a half. Excellent. My Excellent. number three. Love that. It's the fanatic? My number three, <laughs> like another shadow, shadow, film. Fanatic, fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> My number three, another film that features 
a panicked uh, bowel movement sequence, Uncut Gems. There it okay. is. Yeah. Uh, this film I've seen twice. Uh, this film is everything that I hoped Good Time would be they achieved with, with their next film. And um, I have fully drank the Kool-Aid with the Softy Brothers. This is everything I want in a Jewish movie. This is everything that I want in a movie where a man is making increasingly stupid and terrible decisions to try and erase the effects of the last stupid and terrible decision he made beforehand. And I think it has, as I've mentioned before, some really interesting synergy with another movie that is yet to be named uh, in terms of Lucky Rocks and uh, views on our capitalistic society. It is a real gem of a picture, and uh, it is not nearly uh, praised enough in award season. And it does not just have to do with Mr. Sandler. I think KG, hell of a performance, KG. I think the casting that the Softy Brothers do, mixing uh, real people and faces that are forever etched into my memory now with some of the most famous actors on the planet. Just bravo. This this is a great, totally memorable, entertaining hell of a ride. I think it's not going to be the last time we hear from these guys. These guys. No, no, no. They're going to get up in our face oh, again. Yeah. We know Just it. Just getting started. All right, number three. Number three for me, we've heard a lot about its climax. Yeah. Way up in the three. Wow, love he's got it. it up to three. It hit me in so many of the right spots. Oh, my God. Just made me feel all sorts of uncomfortable. Seeing it with, like, with any Gasper movie, you really need to see it in the theater, and you need to be trapped. Like, you should probably have a lodge screening for people that haven't seen it, yeah. just to trap You them. need to be trapped, and you can't... Spike the punch. You can't pause it. You can't, like, stop it. It needs to just steamroll over you. That's the only way to see his movies, people. Mm-hmm. If you're watching it at home, try to adhere to that. Try to just stay present. Don't be on your phone. Just be looking straight into the void. Whether you're watching Enter the Void, Climax... Irreversible, love you can skip, unless you're in a certain mood. This is the gateway, Gasper. Too. But this is the gateway to Gasper climax. Check it out, mom and dad. Outstanding. We're down to the final two, ladies and gentlemen. Hoping I get punched for this one. Oh God, what are you doing? <laughs> Better not be Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Love and going? light, love and light. Going? My number two film of 2019 is Under the Silver Lake. From movie crazed writer director David, told you lately that I love you because I do. <laughs> I fell asleep during two different sittings. Okay, of that. okay, okay. Mm. Love and light. Movie crazed writer director David Robert Mitchell comes out with a neo noir dark comedy that has stayed with me all year long. This was fiercely debated in the lodge. Fiercely. To the mm. point where we had to put a moratorium on arguing about it because <laughs> it, was, this, it, it was it was going to argue for years. It was It was tearing the lodge apart. The oh. film joins the ranks of classic LA movies that it draws inspiration mm. from: Chinatown, no. The Long Goodbye, Body Double. It's right up there with numerous them. David Lynch films. Mm. Um, oh, don't do ma- that. Many, many, many. It outlinches Lynch in many respects. Many Take classic, oh, many, cut that out of the episode. It's getting hot in here. Okay, many classic film noirs. Uh, hilariously stoned and baffled performance from our friend Andrew Garfield. From the mind of a filmmaker that has absorbed incredible amounts of popular culture, 
spit it out right onto the streets that we inhabit. <laughs> Runs a little too long. A little bit. Just but, a bit, huh? But uh, on the second viewing, it jumped up from three bones to three and a half bones. Uh. We don't get classic L.A. movies very often, folks. No, we but don't. this is one of them. Mm. This hipster epic is a classic L.A. Damn, movie. Damn, I might have to try to watch it Number again. two. Please watch it again. Lucas. Okay. It's and it's A24 who dumped it. How many times did you try to watch it, Lucas? Uh, once in the theater with you all at the Arclight, I fell asleep. And then I tried to stream it at home, fell asleep. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Brother Nate, what do you got all for right, number, number two? two? Number two, 1917. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Extremely affecting World War One movie. With I was immersed completely. This was an impressive technical <laughs> achievement. 1917 captures the trench warfare raw with... Startling intimacy. I think a lot's been said about it. I think Roger Deakins best work. I think the synergy between them. The whole thing I was thinking about in 1917 is there's gonna be a lot of digital, you know, fuckery about. You know, it's just to get this one shot trick to work. And there and there surprisingly wasn't. And yeah. that to yeah. me is an achievement. Agreed. There's a little when he falls in a waterfall. It's just a little bit. Oh, but it's so <laughs> well done. Though. But it's yeah. so well. I think the city on fire with the flares with going the flares. off. Is so incredible good. visual. That is an all time sequence. Um, Lucas, you're dead. And inside. again and again, there was inventive uh, cinematography of You've putting us fooled. in the seat. You know, like going up <laughs> over a hill or going into a dark trench. We just didn't want to go with them, and we had to. And I think it's a powerful film. And can That's I, my number two. Can I just real quick before we move on from 1917? Yeah. Um, who would have ever guessed, starting with American Beauty, that this filmmaker would go on to create the best modern Bond and then this movie, 1917? This guy has major action chops. Yeah. Major action chops. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Lucas, number <laughs> two. two. Number two for me is The Beach Bum, starring yes. Matthew McConaughey. I just picked yes. this up on Blu-ray. Hell yeah. And I, uh, I'm i a big, hu- like, I'm a huge fan of Steve Martin's The Jerk, and I feel McConaughey's The Beach Bum is a similar character, like Dostoevsky's The Idiot. It is just pure sublimeness. Like, he's my spirit animal. It's funny. It's moving. It's chill as fuck. It's like a late-night stoner comedy. I, I screened it for some friends at Lake Arrowhead, like, shortly after I saw it. And out of the three people I was with, one went to bed halfway through the movie. That's normal. One person didn't like it. One person liked it. It was a pretty solid demographic. But, yeah, I just, um, I'm not a huge Harmony Corinne fan, but I was just charmed by it. Like, you can't help but enjoy so it. So charming. Yeah. I think it's it's something with like really well cast with with McConaughey. I mean, just that he is that guy. Yeah, he lives I it. can definitely rewatch it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Moon Dog, having fun. Number two for me is Pain and Glory. Uh, Almodovar is one of my favorite filmmakers. I agree. I look forward so so much to every film that he releases. It's an event for sure. It it really is an event. I mean, he has made so many exceptional movies. And they just leap out of the screen. And the thing with this one is it kind of invites you in as opposed to leaping out and spinning you around and dancing with you. This one really invites you in. And uh, it is, I agree, it, it was you, Nathan. Yep. You said it was. That's it, on my list. It really moved you, you, you were saying earlier, right? I felt, um, yeah, this was incredibly moving. There's a switch um, in perspective at the end where you think one thing and it yes. goes the other thing, and that really moved me. That's yeah. the very ending. Something about, and without giving it away yeah, for people that haven't seen it yet, I walked out of that movie and I go, God damn, this guy knows how to stick the landing. He always, always, always sticks the landing. He is such a exceptional filmmaker, 
And I know, obviously, everyone uh, knows about him. He's celebrated. But again, he is one of these guys who he's been making such elite-level cinema for so long, he doesn't really almost... We almost take him for granted. Mm-hmm. And, and this film is like his... His eight and a half or whatever. It's like it's very, very personal. It's very intimate and it's very quiet. And for him and Banderas and their collaboration over the decades, it's it's really uh, reached its zenith here. Yeah, it, you're it's, here. It's just a beautiful film. Beautiful film. Can't recommend it enough. Absolutely. Number two, Lodge, Master. My number two you're about to hear a lot about. It's a little film called Parasite. Ooh, number two. It's an, am- it's an amazing commentary on the capitalist society, and you can graft a ton of other things onto it, but if even if you take all that away and you watch it on mute, it's an incredible experience. Like there hasn't been a more confident film that I that I've seen in recent memory. It it, it just you feel so taken care of in that movie, and it is such a delight, and it's such a horror, and it's such an everything in between. It manipulates you for sure. In a oh way. God, what a movie! Yeah. What a movie! Uh, it's it's hyped up to the rafters, and it deserves every ounce of it. Moving on to number one. Number one, the big cheese. Film of the year. Head on, Victory lap. Don't get mad at me, folks. Oh, shit. (laughs) Father of Morris. Parasite, the top film of 2019 for me. No contest. Deserves all the awards. Look, I'm not going to go too deep into this movie, but I think we covered it pretty well in our podcast episode. I think when I saw it again, I liked it even more the second time. Most entertaining, most imaginative, best directed, best written, best acted, best movie of the year. And yes, I've recommended this film to a stranger. Ooh, yes. It is Bong's World. May he win Oscar night. That's uh, my number one. Uh, number one, I'll just surf right on to Parasite being my number one for sure. Yes, it's the movie. Of the, let's just, you know, like take oye, measure. Oye. Oh, yeah. Let's take measure. It's the movie of the time. It's urgent, brilliantly layered look at the timely social themes. Parasite, I mean... Bong is in total command of his craft. It's mm-hmm. a pleasure to watch, and Dave was saying rewatch. And I agree, the second time seeing it, it is, it is a four bone. I, I'll correct my bone. I think I was three and a half bones on the cast, but four bones. Yeah, four bones. As, 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 as it should be. Yes, it should be. It should be. I think this film is like really gave that people had a barrier or problems with subtitles. It really gave those people a run for their money. They had to check, like, oh man, I got to see this one. So I think it's a culturally significant film, and it should get all the awards. Yes, Parasite. On to Lucas. 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 Number, number one. one. Thank you, guys. What are you number one. Do? What are you going to do, Lucas? Bim. Is The Lighthouse. Nice. Um, I'm a huge Robert Eggers fan. I love The Witch and The Lighthouse. Definitely delivered. I wish it might have been a little more modulated. It had more peaks and valleys. It definitely is crazy from the get-go, but it's just like you're going back in time on a time machine. And I was just like riveted, stunned, amazed, and I'm I'm really upset that yeah Willem Dafoe did not get nominated for supporting actor because he really is the glue holding that film together. In addition to yeah the the fr- the four by three frame and the black and white and you know just the mermaid imagery and the masturbatory hallucinating the farts <laughs> and the, <laughs> the curse. Farts. Like honestly, like I know a movie has affected me when I'm like saving the um, Hark Triton curse speech and I'm like <laughs> copy and pasting it on all these different threads because I love it that much. 
it can be summed up visually in, in only a few things: the two guys, black and white, and the lighthouse. You know yeah. what I mean? I love that. That's what makes it. That kind lighthouse. Of a, I will be rewatching. I'll be rewatching film. it like for the rest of my it's days. Class. Yeah, instantly. Um, obviously, my number one film of the year is Parasite. Parasite. I have seen this film now three times. Wow! I'm gonna see it again. Damn this it. is the most I have seen a movie. I think since. Uh, the Great Beauty came out. I think I saw that three times as well. Mm-hmm. It's Bong's world, baby. What else can we say about it that we didn't say on the cast? We haven't said already tonight. Yes, the first time, you uh, you know, the way I felt the tension, as you described, Lodge Master, just so well taken care of, and you're just gripping, clawing into that seat into that fabric of that arc light chair. Oh, it's already um, clawed. It comes we go down clawed. that secret <laughs> stairs, man. But, I just want it to last forever. As, exactly. But <laughs> as Bishki said, in the second viewing, yes, obviously I know where it's going now. So that element of tension and surprise is gone. But a lot of the other jokes and, 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 and the commentary uh, was hitting even harder. And uh, it's just a perfect... <laughs> Contemporary fairy tale, and uh, it's the movie of the year, man. It is the it, it deserves everything. It everything. really, I, you know, I can't remember the last time so many people were landing on the right film for the right time, and it was deserving um, of all the accolades. And I think that's where we are. And I, I, as much as I was impressed with 1917, I really hope it's Parasites Night on the Oscar telecast. It'd be great if it went that way. I mean, really, it'd be amazing. Lodge Master, Lodge what Master. is your favorite film of the year? Number one, I follow my emotions. I follow my heart. And if I were to do that for the films of 2019, <laughs> there's only one jellical choice, and that's Cats. Oh! <laughs> Cats? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. I was... Did you do number one? Well, you did Parasite. I was <laughs> stunned. I was floored. <laughs> I My jaw was on the floor the entire time. I've never seen anything like that. Jellical choice. We're keeping our, our pain grins back here. Our loving <laughs> light. I've loving light never, smiles. I've never had an experience like that. A movie that w- w- had so much would-be pedigree and would-be pomp and circumstance... It missed the mark by so much that it hit a different mark. Right. And that's that true. is yeah. exactly that's, true. that's where I want to live my life mm-hmm. is in is in those miraculous miscalculations. <laughs> so I was wowed. I will be returning to that movie throughout my entire life. It's like Mac and me status. It's yeah, like yeah. it's it's got legs. If- and it makes me very encouraged that late in its run, it was filling out theaters. Like people know, yeah, people rowdy know. screenings, yeah. It's gonna be, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's gonna be with early. us for a long time, and and, and rightfully so. Uh, it was like, like kind of like Avatar ended last decade. <laughs> yes, we were waiting for something special just to top off the decade. And Cats, oh, it was the cherry on top was for me. 20, definitely, twenty nineteen cherry on top. I'm so glad we got to experience it together. What a glorious now, time! In the spirit of Cats, if I could just give a special. Honorable mention for me, the screening of the year, the Veronica premiere. Boom, Veronica, yeah. Glenn Danzig's Veronica. I will never, yeah. that was an never experience. forget that night, that was 2019. Yeah. When we got trapped in that QA. <laughs> Cleopatra Entertainment presents. Please visit the concession ladies stand and, and the bar, ladies gentlemen. and gentlemen. The snack bar is open. <laughs> Mr. Danzig will be in person. <laughs> 
Veronica, uh, Veronica's time has yet to come. Is that like, getting yeah. released? Is it, I don't yeah, even know I, if I it's been released. It's, it's VOD. Released. It's VOD yeah. pretty soon. It's VOD. And VOD. Well, I, I don't know if it's going to become the midnight movie uh, that the room that we thought it might. I think, I think it might eventually. Yeah, it's Maybe. just going to take a little time. It's yeah. going to see what ha- I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens organically with this movie, with the VOD ness of of it all. But I just have to say that night in that screening, you know, we were all anticipating something special and magical, and it delivered. And we got it, and it yeah. just it it was Verotica. Verotica. <laughs> Verotica. Cinema of all tastes I, I just, and ambitions. Yeah, for me, that is that also in the spirit of the yes. Jellicle choice. That was yes. my Jellicle choice, yes. was the Verotica screening. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I think actually that's a nice tradition, Lodge Master, that maybe you've hit on here, is you have your top ten and you have your Jellicle choice. Yes. And I think mm. that... That would be Veronica for me. Uh, That's a good Jellicle choice, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Solid. Well, we got lots to look forward to in 2020, <laughs> folks. We did it. We got James Bond yeah. in No Time to Die. We got Top Gun Maverick. Mm. We got Chris mm. Nolan's Tenant. Yeah, we do. We got mm-hmm. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Ooh. We got Coming to America. The two. And we, got, and we got Dune. Dune. So we got a lot to look forward to. I just want to give a special shout out to our sponsor AMC. If you're looking, if you're looking, for, A-list, baby. If you're looking forward to these movies, you should be on the AMC Stubbs A list. Find a crew member the after the show. I'm going to. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to our Oscar Extravaganza live from the Lodge. It's been a great time. We'll see you Oscar Sunday. Uh, and if we don't. Please take our recommendations and our predictions with a grain of salt. We think we know what's going to win, but we're not quite sure. This has been Brother Bishke. Brother Nate, what do you say? Hey, guys, I'm ready for Oscar Gold Night, and I hope it's a Team Parasite Night. Brother Lucas? I'm thinking that there should be a cats Virotica like mashup that Glenn Danzing should run with <laughs> and get Judy Dench to star in. He's yeah. working on it, Brother Zach. Bong or nothing at all. Absolutely. And the Lodge Master. Best producer, Brother Bishke. Gracias. Yeah, I second that. Thank you, Brother Thanks Bishke. for having yes. us. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, once Thank again, you for being Brother here. Bishke. We'll see you in the year 2020. Have a great one. Love and light. Love, Love and light. light. Cats. Yes. Oh, my God.